T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. No, you don't get a trophy for beating Kansas City at home. Balloons don't fall from the ceiling and marching bands don't play. However... The Red Sox were a dying organism gasping for air, and they needed a win against the lowly Royals. Not only did they get one, they got good news on the old out-of-town scoreboard as well. Haven't been many red-letter days for the Red Sox of late, but trophies, balloons, and marching bands are all add-to-cart items. This is Sox Daily and the music that precedes it. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Boston came in with an eight-game losing streak. Kansas City came in with a six. Kansas City pitcher, last three starts, ERA of 794. The Boston pitcher, last three starts, ERA of 8.10. So let's just say the Goodyear blimp was uh, nowhere near Fenway Monday night. But of the two teams, Royals and Red Sox, the one most desperate for a win was the home team for so many reasons. They got the win. Josh Lewin with you. Yes, the Sox actually won actually gained a game in the wild card standing. Some very welcome, happy news after a week of gloom and doom. To reset, this team had basically collapsed since the deadline passed on Wednesday without uh, Dave Dombrowski making any additions. The Sox had been outscored 43-21 to in that time. The three teams ahead of them, the Indians, Rays, and A's, had combined to go 7-0 over the weekend. So with 48 games to go, the Red Sox finding themselves well behind Cleveland and Tampa Bay in that wild card race. It, well, put it this way. They are as close to the White Sox as they are to the Indians in the standings right now. In that Yankee series, the top three hitters, Mookie Betts, Rafi Devers, Andrew Bogarts, they were four for 46, one extra base hit, one RBI. And when Devers and Bogarts are reeling like that, you know something's very wrong. And as bad as the 6-13 uh, and 13 start to the season was, the eight-game losing streak maybe did even more damage in less than a third of a season now to recover from it here. You've got the 6-13 and 13 and the 0-8, one common denominator, really bad starting pitching. And that was supposed to be the team's great strength this year. Instead, it's been a big-time weakness. So 59-55 and 55 in action Monday night at Fenway. The uh, 2017 Brewers, for example, also 59-55 and 55 through 114 games. Also six games out of second wild card. What did they do? They, uh, they finished a game out of the final playoff spot, but at least they made it very interesting. And I think that's all you can really ask of the Sox now in, in 2019. Boston needs to get hot immediately. The schedule is friendly, so that's not impossible. The Rays' next 19 games are all against teams with losing records. So I don't know if you're going to really catch Tampa Bay right away. But the A's have some tough games coming up. Just three of their next 17 against losing teams. Uh, the A's, let's see, they've got the Yankees or Astros, 14 out of their next 34 games. So it's a very tough month-long stretch for Oakland here coming up. But 
more than anything, the Red Sox just need to get better efforts from the rotation. And we've talked about this a lot. So far, only Eduardo Rodriguez at 13-5, and 4.19, has been what you'd expect out of this rotation. David Price, who was the best starter through the middle of July, suddenly a 10.6 ERA his last four starts. And since joining the Red Sox at Yankee Stadium, we, we need to remind him he's 1-7 with a 9.61. So as for the, the cards being slammed down on the table and all that whoop de doo maybe not so much. Chris Sale, just an unrecognizable season here, 5-11, and 4.68, which brings us to Porcello, a Cy Young Award winner in 2016. He's supposed to be the stabilizing force in the rotation. We'll get to him in a moment. He did stabilize some things on Monday night, but for the season, the rotation coming in was 37-39 and 39 with a 5.07. But Porcello represented on Monday. Six innings, let's start there. His final line, in fact, it was six innings, four hits, just one run on a home run, a couple of walks, five strikeouts, his most effective start since June 17th at Minnesota. Offensively, no J.D. Martinez in the lineup. His back soreness flared up again before the game, so maybe a guy like Sam Travis could come through, and he did after he failed to catch a foul ball that prolonged the top of the third Sweet redemption with a long home run in the bottom of the third inning. A two-run shot to actually make it three-zip Boston after Xander Bogarts had scored on an error. Bottom of the fifth, it gets to 4 nothing on a Devers scoop shot. Opposite field home run, barely made it over the monster. Number 23 for Devers, who's now got an OPS of 951. Same as Bogarts, both guys top 10 in the majors. And Devers at Fenway, 371 batting average as opposed to 244 on the road. He's the first Red Sox with 23 or more home runs in a single season at 22 years old or younger since 1966. Tony Canigliaro did it and George Scott did it, both in the same year. And you're talking about a guy who leads the majors in hits now. He is second in runs scored, leads the American League in multi-hit games, leads the team with 87 runs batted in. There was a, a pause in the happiness, though. Top of the sixth, Kansas City gets one back with Chesler Cuthbert, homering to left. He always seems to find a way to do good things against the Sox for some reason. Then in the seventh off of Valdi, some dude named Mabris Valoria homered to left as well. I, it, I, don't, I, I don't know. Mabris Valoria, I had never heard of him either. I thought he was a flowering plant found in European gardens or maybe an alternative medication for people afflicted by, by psoriasis. But uh, there really is a Mabris Valoria he had his first major league home run, 4-2 ball game now. But then three runs grabbed right back in the bottom of the seventh. There was a wild pitch for one run, another big hit from Benintendi for the other two. Benny now, since July the 22nd, 4-15 batting average, nine doubles, five jacks, 17 runs batted in in those 15 games. So he's back. Top of the eighth, a little wrinkle, a little scare. Matt Barnes continuing his summer of just muddling through. Gives up a two-out, three-run homer to Hunter Dozier. So yeah, the team 28th in the league, well, 28th in baseball uh, in home runs coming in, gets three and three innings, and you're starting to sweat a little bit. But the ninth inning, they give it to Brandon Workman on to protect a 7-5 lead. Small scare with a one-out double, but he follows with a ground out and a strikeout, gets his sixth save of the year. And finally, the eight-game losing streak is over. Alex Cora talking to the media after the game. We talk about it the last one, the last three innings, he found his rhythm uh, mechanically. And, uh, yeah, Adamus hit a home run, but that happens. And 
he took him to the bullpen and he did a good job with it. And today you saw the rhythm, you saw the conviction behind the pitches. He was able to repeat his windup and, and he did what he did. You know, good mix of pitches, the curve, the changeup, the fastball play today. And, uh, you know, he gave us six innings and that's what we're looking for. Did it look like a weight was a little off his shoulders at that point? What do you mean? Did it look like a weight had come off his shoulders a little bit? He had been kind of beating himself up? No, 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 no. We, I mean... This guy, he, he keeps working, you know, and uh, probably he'll find something that he needs to work this week and try to get better. You know, there's there's no pressure on them. You know, they understand that you know, we got to do better. That's the bottom line. And for us to, to do this, it starts with pitching, and today was the first step. Say, how, how much of a lift did it give the team just, just to kind of get that quality started? You know, it, it had been a while for you guys. That's what, that's what we need, and, and they know it, you know. And I believe in these guys, and we believe in the group. And uh, they've done it before. So, I mean, 15 days of good pitching, like I said, the narrative will be different. Or seven days of, of good pitching, the narrative will be different. So everything starts with them, and it's not that they're putting pressure on it. They're, they're just working hard to, to get it right, and today was a, a good beginning. How was uh, Mookie? Was that cautionary? Or did yeah, cautionary. I mean, uh, he fell one off, and you saw him running the bases. He didn't look good, so I just saw him down there, and he, he should be okay for tomorrow. We good? All right, so there's a little bit from the manager. Porcello the win, his 10th. He still has the second-worst ERA of any American League starter with qualifying innings, but 10 wins now, and this one a quality start. And the last 15 times the Sox have gotten one of those, they're 14-1 and one. Because this is the top-hitting team in the majors, which is supposed to mean something. But they're 1-8 in their last nine games, having scored 40 runs in those nine games. I know the whole quality start thing is kind of cheapo. Although these days, really, if you go six innings and give up three runs, that's good both ways. I mean, maybe even two, three years ago, we used to kind of turn up our noses. We thought that, well, a really quality start, that's seven innings at least, and make it Two runs allowed, but the way things work these days in baseball, I'm down with that. The six innings, three runs, or fewer allowed. Porcello did that, and Porcello was happy to talk to the media after it was over. Command, good mix of pitches. Um, Sandy did a great job calling the game. You know, Sam, Raffi, Gus from the Batswell, and uh, you know we were able to get a lead and, and not look back. Pretty the way things have gone the last eight games. I mean, how determined were you just to kind of give this a good start? Yeah, we need it. Um, you know, eight game skid, and we need to, to stop the bleeding and turn it around. So it was uh, nice to be able to go out there and, you know, have a positive start and contribute to a win. Like, was having the quick game right after you guys had pulled the heavies, was that pretty crucial in terms of just your own mindset? Yeah, that was huge. Uh, fell behind 3-1 to, to Cuthbert and was able to execute a fastball down away and get a fly ball out. Um, you know, that was, in my mind, probably the biggest at-bat of the game. You know, he gets on base and, and you allow them to, to start to do some things and uh, more just kind of the momentum. You know, we get up three runs and you want to put a zero up there and have a shutdown inning and we were able to do it, you know, pretty quickly, so it was nice. Yeah, I, I think you know that's kind of where we need to be in general. Obviously, you know, some pressure, especially when you start losing with uh, the talented team that we have. But uh, that's that's kind of how we have to carry ourselves every day. We got to be relaxed and understand, you know, to focus on the task at hand and, and go out there and execute it, and that's it, and block out all the other pressure or whatever else is is going on. And 
um, play the game, take it one pitch at a time. All right, there's a little bit of Rick Porcello. Going to give you some Sam Travis here. He's not usually a man of many words, and you'll hear that in the post-game interview he did with the booth. But give the man some credit. His third home run since coming up, and between uh, that home run and the Devers' home run, we should mention the Red Sox now 18 straight games at Fenway with at least one. That is the longest streak in the history of Fenway Park. So uh, good on you, Sam Travis, and here's the interview. All right, Sam, hey, thank you for your time. Appreciate the visit. Uh, tell us what you can about the home run that we just heard the call of from Dale Arnold. Uh, yeah, you know, we had a guy on third there, um, two outs, just trying to get a pitch I can get the barrel to and uh, get that run in. And uh, he left something over, and, you know, it worked out for us. Sam, since being recalled from Pawtucket, uh, your offensive numbers have really continued to rise. You're, you're playing a lot now, first base, left field. Is it a little more confidence that, that you're going to get a chance most nights to get some at-bats and get a chance to help this team? Yeah, definitely the more you're out there, the, the more comfortable, more confidence you're going to gain. Um, but, you know, you got to be ready whenever, whenever you're called upon to uh, contribute for the team. And, um, you know, just got to stay ready, and we're, we're ready to be back at it tomorrow. How much of a relief for you and your teammates to end this eight-game losing streak, and what was it like to go through this? Yeah, it's, uh, it was it was no good, but, you know, it's good to get the W tonight. We're going to enjoy it, and uh, like I said, we know what we got to do ahead, and we're, we're going to be back at it tomorrow. We talked to Alex Cora about this before the game, how hard it is to keep a positive mental outlook when you're going through that eight-game losing streak. What did you do to keep a positive thought in your head? Yeah, um, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, you, you go out there, you got to be a professional and take it day at a time, and uh, you got to turn the page. Um, that's, that's a big part of this level. You got to go, go out every day and bring it. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're going we're gonna to be back at it. All right, we'll be back at it tomorrow night. Sam, thank you for the visit. Congratulations on the nice performance tonight and on the team win. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You know, Sam Travis, one of the best hitters the Red Sox had in spring training in 17 and 18. But obviously, once the game started to count, a very minimal impact at the big league level. Maybe this year, he'll do it differently. He had a very pedestrian spring training, and so far, so good in the big leagues. It's better than Steve Pierce, 250 batting average, 341 at Fenway in a short sample. And he's got a higher batting average against righties than lefties so far. And again, a short sample, but we never thought we would see the day. Anyway, moving on. It is the AL Central and AL West on the schedule the next couple of weeks, and maybe that's good because in division this year, the Sox are only 28 and 31. Last year, they were 45 and 15 uh, through 60 American League East games. So that's about a 17 game difference, I guess, right there. 10 and 20 against teams ahead of them this year is bad enough, but to only be 18 and 11 against the teams below them. I'm sorry, but that should have been 22-7. and seven. And if they are 22-7 and seven against Baltimore and Toronto, they'd be two games back of the wild card, not six. Andrew Kashner gets the ball on Tuesday night, 7-10 first pitch. Remember, he was 9-3 and three with a 3.8 in Baltimore, somehow 1-3 and three with a 6.94 so far as a Boston Red Sox. Jacob Junis, a right-hander going for Kansas City, 6-10 and 10 with a 5.03. And there's not a lot of uber-successful starters who throw only two pitches, unless you're like an early 1970s Nolan Ryan. But Junis really is just a fastball slider guy. Benintendi, four for six against him. Mitch Moreland, two for three with a home run. Lead-off hitters, I'm talking to you, Mookie. Uh, this year, they are a 370 batting average against Junis, five home runs. And Mookie did bruise his shin in the game Monday night, 
but after the game said he's good to go on Tuesday. So hustle in there against Jacob Junis. Let's get this thing going. At least they've ripped off the first win of what's got to be a few in a row now. They've got Kansas City and the Angels for this entire homestand. And as we said on the podcast yesterday, 6-1, and 7-0. Now they're back in the conversation. Got to go. Josh Lewin with you. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, you're certainly welcome to do that at iTunes or wherever you happen to get your podcast. We, we don't check on that. Take care. Talk tomorrow. Bye-bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.